found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. It is a Friday. This is the eighth day of April. Final uh, tidbit of the week. Good morning, Matthew. Good morning, Dale. Good to see you as Good usual. Good to see you, buddy. Oh, boy. Mm. Kind of rainy and chilly. A bit moist. Yeah. It's a bit moist outside. Yes, it it is, and looks like it'll stay that way, mm. at least uh, through the early part of the weekend. Sunday shouldn't be bad. Right. And then warmer weather's ahead. Yes, it is. But also rainy and probably... Uh, Wheeling winds. Yes. <laughs> Got to expect that. <laughs> it was at my parents yesterday, and they live out in the country, and it was just like, gosh... These winds are wailing. It's, just, it's oppressive. It's oppressive wailing winds. <laughs> it's uh, it's always different uh, in the country when you're in the wide open spaces. Is. This is not uh, good news. Life expectancy in the U.S., which declined dramatically in 2020 as uh, the COVID virus slammed into the country, continues to go down. A study written by public health experts in Colorado, Virginia, and Washington, D.C., found that the continued decline in life expectancy came largely among white Americans. It was a reversal of the trend from 2020. Then the dramatic decline in life expectancy among all Americans was far more pronounced in Hispanic and black Americans Hmm. than in whites. The author of the report speculates that Vaccine hesitancy and the much-documented resistance to the pandemic restrictions among some white Americans. And it states with disproportionately white populations could be a factor in that reversal of the 2020 racial and ethnic pattern. Across all groups, it dropped from 76.60 years. That figure compared to 76.99 in 2020 wow, and 78.86 in 2019. So we've lost a few years over the last couple of years. So there you go. You've got a lot to look forward to (laughs) in your next few years. (laughs) Yeah. Ever try to... Contact the IRS. Have you ever had issues uh, no. with taxes? No, it must not be pleasant. Although we got our we got our taxes yesterday, okay. we owed we owed money, not a lot. Yeah, but but, we, owed, what you owed? we got a little bit back from state. Okay, so Did that offset federal about half. Okay, so <clears throat> so not a lot, but but you there owe. was a whole deal with the tiled tax credit, and you could get that through the year and not get it at the end. So we got it through the year, so that yeah. it all makes sense. So, and if you got anything at all going on, you've you've got to have a tax professional. Yes, you just got it because yes. it's like you can't figure it out. <laughs> That's why it's like here you do it. It's worth it. It's so worth to not have the headache. It's so worth it. This, uh, you know, it, IRS. The IRS chief admits agents pick up the phone. Only 19 to 20 percent of the time. We're currently running around 19 to 20 percent level of service. Okay. That's not so good. (laughs) No, it's not. 
His name is Charles Reddig. He said that over half of the agency's employees work full-time from home. So 53% of the employees are in a full-time telework capacity. The rest of the employees either have a blended capacity or they're on-site. So watching Judge Judy is more important than answering the phone. (laughs) Yeah. It's got to be easier if you're at home to just ignore it. But also, like, <laughs> would it count, like, if you're if you're an agent yeah. and I'm on the phone with you yeah. for an hour yeah. going through my tax problems, yes. and that hour, how many people are trying to call you that you're not getting that's true. taken care of? Yeah, then that's, you know, you got to think about that, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you also, you know, you get the thing where it tells you, you know. Your call will be answered in 55 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And approximately. Do you wait or do you say, you know, nah, my phone would die. Okay. It's it's not going to last that long. Sure. Waiting for that long to to address it. I think we should do a crowdfunding to get you a new phone. That'd be great. It's really pathetic. (laughs) It's hanging in there, my friend. It does what I need it to do. <laughs> it's it's got masking tape. I'm asking, That's scotch not. Tape. Made, yeah, I scotch wouldn't be able tape, to see scotch tape all over it. You've got holding to, it together. You've, you've got to be able to see. You know, so you've got to use scotch. <laughs> okay, and uh, <laughs> it's been like that now for over a year. Yeah, longer than that. And, well, you know me. I just uh, you know I hate change. <laughs> I know you do. Any phone that may not be identical to that would be uh, hard for me to handle. I'd rather revert back to the old Rotafola <laughs> flip top. <laughs> I had many of the Rotafolas. Sure, sure. <laughs> so anyway, <clears throat> I'm going to have to do a little adjustment during the break. Little, 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 little flip, flip, little, little flip, flip, little shimmy. <laughs> <laughs> this um, information says the DEA warns law enforcement to prepare for a surge in mass overdose events from fentanyl. Oh, geez. We've already had some real issues with yeah. ODs. Now you're supposed to get prepared for a mass, a surge in mass overdose events. You know, we had the big bus yesterday. Yeah. I mean, that was a lot. How much was it? They said it could kill 4.7 million people. Is that like 800 pounds? It was something. It was a large amount, yeah. So that's uh, going on. They they say the the areas to kind of look out for Austin, Texas, Omaha, Nebraska, St. Louis, Missouri, and Washington, D.C. That's um, going to be the hot spots. More people died Hmm. in the country last year from fentanyl. Than guns and auto-related deaths combined. Wow, that's a big, big number. That there. really is, man. So that many already, and things will probably get worse, according to this. So be advised of that. Good grief, it's always something. Again, you know, probably a reason why the uh, expectancy of life is shortened. There you go. You add that stuff to the mix. It's uh, 6.30. We'll take a break. We'll check news with Karen, a look at weather, and uh, we'll have more tidbits on the way. 
This is Tidbits. Well, it's Friday anyway. Weather is not so good, but it wasn't raining last I checked, Matt, so just chilly. Hmm. That's what we're dealing with, chill. All right. All right. What time is it? Well, it's 635. Is it time to eat? Well, not yet. Not yet. I think I'll wait. Okay, till when? Oh, I don't know. Eight-ish? Great idea. What sounds good? Well, you know, what I'd like is a whole lot of bacon. Boy, do I have some for you, mister. Okay. (laughs) That was all unplanned, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Old Style Inn open for breakfast, 8 to 11. You can check out their signature Old Style Inn breakfast sandwich. It's got egg... I wonder how many eggs it has. Well, you've got to figure it's multiple egg. I would think so. Got to, you know, got to have enough egg on there. That's right. Yeah. And cheese. Cheese. Got to have enough cheese to cover it. Don't want skimpy cheese. I wonder what kind of cheese. Well, I don't know. Good cheese. <laughs> the best cheese. Yeah. Uh, served on Texas toast. And then it doesn't stop there. You might be saying to yourself, that sounds pretty good. But no, no, it doesn't stop there because you get not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not, but six. Wow, half dozen. Full strips, quality bacon. How about that? You get four on the sandwich, two on the side, or you could just say, the heck with it, I want all six on the sandwich. So there you go. That's the wow. signature. Sounds good. Old style and breakfast sandwich. Now, they also offer fresh made omelets, cinnamon French toast, pancakes, steak and eggs, pork chop and eggs, biscuits and gravy at the Old Style Inn. Serving breakfast on 6th Street from 8 to 11. And probably a pretty good cup of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. You can have coffee to top off your sandwich. Absolutely. But while you're sitting there eating breakfast, you can contemplate what it'd be like to be a millionaire. (laughs) Because now's the time (laughs) to let your dreams go wild. Tomorrow night's Powerball jackpot is over an estimated $268 million. Ask for a Powerball quick pick at a Hoosier lottery retailer before the evening drawing. Play responsibly. All right. First thing you do if you won. First thing? First thing. New cars. Okay. That's the first thing. Yep. Multiple. So mm-hmm. cars, plural. Yeah. All right. One for me, one for the wife. Okay. <laughs> one for the up-and-coming driver, or would you yeah, keep... she'd probably get the old Ford. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing too good for her. <laughs> You didn't get things handed to you <laughs> as a young man. That's right. <laughs> so this is what you'll drive, sister. <laughs> oh, that's fine. So what about you? What would you I do? don't know. I'd hide. <laughs> That'd be the first thing I'd do. <laughs> You'd hide. I'd, I'd probably be very nervous that I'd make it to the lottery headquarters to claim my prize. You know that. Yeah, I know. That's the worst thought. I'd, I'd just be a ball of nerves. Well, that'd be my job to, to write. Yeah, like to you'd have you to do. be the chauffeur. Yeah, I'd reward you handsomely. Well, I'm sure you would. And I'd call you Smedley. <laughs> Your new name would be Smedley, my driver. Okay. Slow down, Smedley. I'm getting car sick. <laughs> I'd want you to wear one of those little caps. Oh, sure. Of okay. Course. Of course. And, uh, and me and Smedley working our way down to uh, claim our prize. <laughs> Wow. Uh, let's see. Here's uh, police in Texas at a middle school. An instructor put hand sanitizer in students' hands and then set it on fire. The 37-year-old science instructor resigned after the incident. 
Parents say the class finished a test early. So the teacher asked students if they wanted to see something cool. <laughs> you guys want to see something? <laughs> that's, that's when she doused both of the, uh, the kids' hands in sanitizer and ignited the liquid, an experiment that had apparently been carried out multiple times before. Police said every class that day had a group of students volunteer to do it. There was also another classroom that was uh, doing that same thing, and there was no incident. The injured student was first taken to the local children's hospital, then transferred to a burn center. Police say the the boy may have suffered third-degree burns, though they haven't been able to confirm that that's the case. I, I suppose if you're a kid, and you, you, you'll panic, wouldn't you? It, ah, <clears throat> whether it hurt or not, right off the bat. I would imagine that, I mean, I've never done this, yeah. but I would imagine it would still hurt because yeah. even though it's not touching or whatever, it's just burning, it's still yeah. flame, it's still hot. And how long do you let it go? You know, that's another question. I don't know. Doesn't sound like it's a real smart idea. Does she turn around and give a lesson? See, children, what's happening here? <laughs> Timmy's hands are burning. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Timmy. <laughs> I mean, is that what's going on? I, I don't know. So um, <laughs> they'll do a follow-up that the teacher involved had uh, resigned and is no longer an employee of the school district. So... Um, and she could face criminal criminal charges. Oh, jeez. This um, information pertaining to um, the best city for homebodies. Okay, 20 best U.S. cities if you're a homebody. All right. Coming in first, Raleigh. <laughs> With an overall score of about 35 or 39, rather, out of 50. Almost three more overall points than second place, Tampa. Outside of just Raleigh, the South as a whole did quite well. Eleven of the top 20 cities are south of the Mason-Dixon line and east of New Mexico. However, Texas seems like a particularly nice place to settle down. Austin and Dallas made the top ten. San Antonio and Houston made the top 20. That means that about one in every five top 20 U.S. uh, homebody cities is located in Texas. Wow. By a homebody, you know. know. So they looked at, here's what they looked at. Okay. The 50 largest cities and scored them using average rent, remote jobs, Mm -hmm. food delivery, and internet speed. All right. So that's what makes it an ideal homebody city. I guess, I guess so. And it doesn't probably hurt that it's warm a lot of the time. Most of them are in the south. Yeah. So that wouldn't make it too bad either. You can be in a homebody out on your patio. That's right. <laughs> now, this is a sad story. Researchers at Columbia University found that two-thirds of the U.S. drinking water have elevated levels of uranium. Wow. Around 90% of Americans use community drinking water systems, making this a wide-reaching problem here in the U.S. They found that many areas in the South and Midwest in particular had unsafe levels of uranium detected in water. How's that happen? (laughs) I don't know. 
we always get the little letter that says our drinking water is safe every year. Okay? <laughs> True. We just, uh, you know, take that for granted, and, and I'm presuming we're okay. Yeah. Maybe we're not dealing with levels of uranium that are unacceptable. The problem is there's some levels that are acceptable. Right. Okay? Right. So it's not like you want it uranium. No, we don't have to be uranium-free. No, we just have a bar. we got to stay below that bar. Come on, man. So... <laughs> And the problem with this is hypertension, cardiovascular disease, kidney damage, and lung cancer all linked to uranium exposure. Wow. So that's not good. And I guess that's something you just don't think of is uranium. So. <laughs> but most of it was in the South. Okay. In Midwest, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mid- and where are we? Midwest. Oh. <laughs> I've never heard. Why not? Of that. I you? don't know. Baseball got underway yesterday, Matthew. Are you excited? Cubs win! Hey! Cubs win! Hey! Five to four over the Brewers. They're going to win it all. I may not have a chance to say that a whole lot this season. I don't know. But they'll continue their series through Sunday. Cubs have a 100 to 1 shot of being World Series champion. Big money. Okay, that that's big money you if should they take, win. You should take some money now. Just <laughs> drop a 20 on them. You never know. 161 games to go in the regular season at this point. That's right. And just uh, wait for my odds to happen. The Dodgers. Yeah. 5-1. to one. I don't like the Dodgers. Blue Jays, 9-1. to one, Astros, 10-1. Uh, yeah. Oh, the White Sox, 11-1. <laughs> so... Well, at least the Cubs aren't the least favored. True. Reds are below them. <laughs> Reds fans, you've got something to look forward to, according to this. Then the Nationals at 150 to 1, the Rockies 200, Athletics at 200, Diamondbacks at 250, Pirates at 300, and the Orioles at 300 to 1. Those teams are just traditionally bad. Yeah. They never get much better, and I don't understand why. They're always at the bottom of the lot. The Pirates usually are at the bottom of the lot. So if you're, if you're a player and you get traded to the Diamondbacks, you're like, oh. Well, this is it. Good news, you're going to Arizona. Of course, in the summer, it's terrible. That's true. Pretty nice right now. It's but It's only 118 today. How exciting. All right, this is uh, what happened yesterday. Four, please. Now driving, Tiger Woods. <laughs> Matt and I were there. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Tug. Oh, <laughs> oh, we were there. Yep. Oh, this is a tiger draining a birdie. Here's Tiger for just the seventh birdie all day here at 16. Well, you know he factored in what he just saw from Louie. Do it, yeah, he did. First fist pump of the day from Tiger Woods. Add another memory at 16. I don't know. I guess he brings... Tiger back to one under. Excitement to the sport for people. For sure. I guess that's it, but... Right. Uh, Right. <laughs> and if he wins, hey, great. Because I think going in, his odds were dropping, mm-hmm. getting better. Yeah. 
But you could have got in there when it was over 100 to 1 that he'd win it. Oh. So, and he's holding his own right now. Sure. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> Oscar De La Hoya, a boxer, he's uh, put 500000 on Tiger to win. That's a big bet. How much money do you... <laughs> Well, you know, these boxers, they get... I know. They get it's, so much it's dough. It's ridiculous. De La Hoya's wager would pay out an insane $20 million. So, you know, that'd be a good payoff. Did you see that poor guy that uh, had a bet, a $1 million bet, for the Kansas and North Carolina game? And he had a four-point spread. Okay. And it looked like it was going to pan out perfectly for the fella, okay? <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, you know, Kansas had the ball. They were up three. It appears as though they'll inbound and get fouled and have a chance to get that spread. Yeah. Well, they messed around and oh, turned it over. <laughs> this guy had to be throwing a fit, yanking his hair out. I'm sure he was. Missed the point spread oh. and lost $1 million. Wow. He would have won like over 900000 had that occurred. All I had to do is get one more point Man. to meet that spread. I watched a documentary on the um, – because I'm, I'm, I'm at an age where I watch documentaries now. That's that that's a thing. That's like all I want to watch. In your robe? Yeah. <laughs> In my chair. House slippers? Yes. But it was on the um, the Arizona State basketball point shaving scandal from the mid nineties, and it was it was nuts. So like this dude in Chicago somehow knew a kid that was going to Arizona State, okay, and um, they were like they they concocted this plan and they got with a couple of the players, paid the players twenty grand. So you know if you if you get this game. Within, like, if you win by, like, like, and what they would do is they would say if the spread were twelve, okay, they'd say you need to win by six, okay, to give some buffer, you okay. know. And um, this guy, this this guy, he was a um, like a stock trader, okay, and so he scrounged together like half a million dollars, took it to Vegas, went to like twenty, thirty different casinos, because like. It, in, in Vegas, if you bet anything over ten grand, then it oh. it gets flagged. Okay, so he would bet like ninety nine hundred dollars here, <laughs> nine thousand nine hundred here, nine thousand nine, and he would spread it out over Vegas. And sure enough, the next game they won by, no, no by four or six or whatever it was, and so he turned a half million dollars into like one point two million. That seems still risky betting on players like that, you know, because. You know, maybe this guy's out of Chicago. Maybe he was the great grandson of the guys that created the Black Sox scandal in 1918. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess that was 1919. But they did it four times. No kidding. And he was up to you know five, five, six million dollars. But he got caught. Yeah, they got caught in the long run. Yeah. Did one of the players squeal? Um, they were kids, so they were stupid. <laughs> and what had happened is is there was. Because like once you, like like from what I understand, once you bet so much money, mm-hmm. it'll move the betting line. Okay, and towards the end, um, you know he's betting. I can't remember what it was five million, something like it was something nuts. 
So when that much money comes in yeah. and moves the line that much, and it's like, then the FBI is like, what's going on here? <laughs> and so they start doing some tracing, and and then the, these two kids that were on the team, of course, they're dumb 20, 18, 19-year-olds. Yeah. They get 20 grand. What are they going to do? They're going to sit on it? No. No. Suddenly, there's like diamonds and gold chains and new cars and you know they're buying food for everyone and you know police questioning they start sweating yeah I mean, it was, that's interesting it, it was yeah, fascinating it really, it, was, it really was so there you go hey the weekend's upon us and um, of course iron horse broadcasting will be involved in the spring expo that's right in peru and uh We'll look forward to that happening this upcoming weekend. That's, That's right. We've given away gas cards and Indiana yeah. Beach passes. And That'll take place uh, tomorrow and Sunday in Peru. So hopefully folks will have a chance to swing by there. Matt, you have a good weekend. You have a better weekend. Okay, thanks, buddy. Right, see you. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.